Previously on The Forge. My name's Richard, and I'm gonna be playing the half-orc Thurgo. I don't know who my other parent was, so I don't know who my other half is. So hi, I'm Brittany, and I'm gonna be playing Nariel, an elf druid. Um, she liked hanging out outside, so she kind of picked up the druidic craft from like books and things, but never really had any sort of teacher. Um, I'm Maddie. I'm going to be playing a female elf wizard named Rayla. Um, but I was adopted by an elder wizard. But I ended up just doing common housework. Um, so my name is Malachi. Um, I am going to be playing a female half-orc cleric named Nyx. Promptly got adopted. Their son's name was Atticus. So, like, when we were all old enough, we just, like, bust down the door of the orphanage and bailed. So, the last time you guys were in Aetherhold, you completed this job for the Order Eternal which was uh, thwarting the raid of treants that were breaking down the etheric barrier that protected the city. Um, you successfully thwarted it, and the church paid you handsomely-ish. Paid you fairly. Um, and since the raid ended, the red flames that indicated danger are now a like lighter, almost strangely mellow green that like makes everybody feel safe um the giant blue flame that is lit when everybody's souls are there and safe is still out because several souls are still missing from when a forsaken had stolen them from the church since then you've had a bit of downtime and uh you had some experience to spend you have some money to spend i wanted to see what you guys uh had in mind for what you were going to do the first day of that downtime it was pretty stormy. There was a pretty heavy snowstorm uh, blowing through Aetherhold, and it was like it was not just snow; it was like snow and sleet. So a lot of people were indoors. Some of the more busy establishments, like the primary forge that uh, the church of uh, the the church of Aetherhold uses to forge weapons and armor for their clerics and their guards, is still open and still forging. It's slow, but it's going. Um, a few desperate merchants are still in the main market square. There are no like clerics running around ringing bells or anything, calling out quests. Um, and then the taverns are full. Everyone's there getting their meat on to stay warm. How do you guys spend this downtime? Um, is this weather going to last the whole week, or do we know how long it's going to last? Or So because of the um, ethereal presence within Aetherhold, the weather changes daily. It could be snowing and blizzarding one day and then beautiful and calm the next. It It's just like nobody knows how to predict it because the Aether has like such a hold on the weather here. Right. Well, so since I know where the smith is, I'm going to go to the smith, I think. Okay. I have a few questions for him. The smoke and fog is just billowing from this building. The open area where he usually cools his um, like blades and stuff... Um, is just 
sweltering, and so it's just creating this this crazy steam that's coming out of there. Um, but you hear the the regular clanging of and cursing of Gibson the dwarf. Uh, do I have to knock? Is there like a? He's he's in his open area. Sweet. But you do have to walk through that steam, which sucks. <laughs> Sounds cool though. Nice and ominous. <laughs> I like the fog, thick low fog. Sounds cool. Cool, but um, I'm gonna walk up to him. Uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, Thurgo. It's good to see you again, lad. Yeah, good to see you too, Gibson. Yeah. Gibson, yes. yeah. Good to see you too, Gibson. Um, I have some ironwood here. I was wondering if you could make a great sword out of this. Uh, present a bundle of ironwood. Ironwood. Mm. Well, I do have one of my uh, elf apprentices coming in tomorrow, assuming the weather improves. And he is much better at, at producing ironwood and razorwood weapons and, and the like. Um, so I would, I, would, I would present him with that task for you, Thurgo. Sweet. That sounds awesome. Um, I'll leave this here with you. Do you know how much he's going to want for his greatsword? For your regular business, uh, for an ironwood greatsword, I'd say 75 gold pieces is, is, is fair. Nice. I'm into that. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to give him the ironwood and 100 gold. Uh, okay. Yeah. He, he gra- <laughs> graciously takes that extra 25 and tells you, I'll see if I can find any any interesting tidbits we can add to this great sword to make it uh, stand out. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Yes, check back in in three days. Yeah, cool. No rush. I'm, I'm here for a week, so I'm good. Did anybody else have anything in mind? Are we just going to go around the table, or? or it doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, me last. I have to, I'm still looking something up. Hang on. Okay. Anybody else have something? Um, I want to um, spend my time looking for my brother. Okay, how do you go about doing that? Um, I figure going to the church would be a good idea. Um, you're now uh, pretty familiar with the high cleric who does not have a name. He's just the high cleric. Um, so you could you could go chat with him. Okay. Yeah. I. I want to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just I walk into the church. Is he is he there? Yeah, he's sitting in front of the altar, uh, where you always encounter him, um, silently praying. And once again, Nissa, who is not named after a real person, she was named prior to that. Um, she is sitting, praying as well, but you know, watching to protect. You also once again see your mute half orc friend guarding the entrance, just in case. I wave at him, and I'm uh, gonna go up to the high cleric. I'm gonna bypass Nissa. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna ask him, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Why, yes, Nix. What can I help you with? Um, I was just wondering if you could answer a few questions about some stuff that happened about a month ago." Of course, of course. Is this about your brother again? Yes, it is. Do you have any new questions? Um, do you know of anything odd that was happening a month ago about, like, anywhere here in Aetherhold? 
at the Capitol, anything. I don't know what quest my brother was even going on. I haven't heard anything new. Um, I did receive word back from the Cardinals of Grand Cathedral, and they informed me that your brother had gone down south in search of the Archetherion himself, um, but th- he disappeared with the rest. Oh, is there anything in particular you'd like for me to ask them next? I can send a raven. Who, who he was traveling with, um, if there was anybody weird in his party. My, my brother was very trusting. Of course, I can, I can have Nyssa prepare a raven and we can see if we can hear back from them sooner. Okay, thank you. You have a nice rest of your day. You too, Nix. I hope, I hope things start looking up for you. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, and I'm, I'm going to turn around and leave. I'm not even going to wave at the half-orc. Okay. Nissa, as you're leaving, pulls you aside and says, I'm very sorry about your brother. I heard everything. Thank you, though. I, I hope he turns up. He, uh, he's an idiot, so... <laughs> Maddie, does Rayla have any plans on how to spend this week? Oh, my laces. Um, not overly. I guess I'm spending the week just kind of relaxing, probably hitting up some taverns. Um, the um, most bustling tavern during the, uh, the, the first day's heavy snow sleet fall um, is the Sweltering Swine. Came up with that off the top of my head, so <laughs> that's canon. Um, and everyone is there. Mm-hmm. Is that where you headed? That's where I'm at. Cool, and you're just sitting there drinking? I'm sitting there drinking. All right. Is this your first time to the Sweltering Swine? Um, it's like my second or third time. They All probably right. don't know who I am, but I'm, I've been here before. They, they, so uh, the bartender, who you know is the owner, mm-hmm. approaches, and uh, her head just barely comes over the bar because she is a little gnome. And she looks at you on her tiptoes and says, I'm sorry, lass, I can't remember your name or your drink, but what can I get started for you today? Uh, just the finest wine you have, please. It's been a long week. The finest wine, you say? Mmm. She she looks up at her top shelf. That one right there is a nice gold. It's 150 Maybe not that expensive. How about your most popular wine? That I can do. She then uh, rushes into the back um, and comes out with a tankard of this like steaming um, deep purple wine. And as she's she's walking around, you do see her name tag and are reminded that her name is Jamika. And she reaches up and slams the tankard down and a little bit spills out because she's got to, like, tip it to get it up there. This is only five gold. Perfect. Um, I hand her seven gold for a tip. Oh, great. She she quickly uh, pockets that in her bosom, which is huge. <laughs> <laughs> for a gnome. <laughs> you can't tell if it's all the coins she's carrying around or if those are actually her breasts. Or if it's real. All right. I guess I'll just take a sip of the wine. It is this glorious mulled wine 
mixed with some of the elderberries found outside of the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wine itself is this really nice red fermented somewhere down south mm. where those grapes grow nicely. Uh, this is delicious. Thank you. Oh, shit. What the fuck was her voice? <laughs> it was like a weird British accent. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of British. I was trying to go Irish, but I'm trash. Yeah. So. <laughs> of course, lass. Is there anything else? Any food or anything? Will I be seeing you the rest of the week? Can I get you any more alcohol? We, everybody's having a party with the snowstorm and, and of course the Trant raid being forded. Ah uh, yes, that is why I'm celebrating as well. Um, maybe. We'll see. I'm just here for today. Alright. You don't mention that you like helped thwart that or anything? I mean, would they believe me? I guess I was a part of that, which is why we're celebrating. Did you, do you say that? I say that, yeah. Alright. You were part of it. You died in the raid then? I didn't die, but we helped take down the treants. <sighs> she gasps and like slams on the table so loud that a few other people at the... Or sorry, she slams on the bar so loud that the other people in the area like stop and look like, <gasps> someone's starting a fight with Jamika. And she says, you stopped the raid? Yeah. Tell me, lass. Tell me about it. Tell me. Tell us. Tell us all. Everyone, listen here. Tell us, tell us about how you thwarted the treants. <laughs> we thwarted the treants. All right. Um, so it all started with the fire at the cathedrals turning red. Um, and while we were going to the cathedral, we were thwarted by wolves who were attacking a mother and a child. We tried to protect them, but they died. And in the end, we did take down the wolves. We, we remember the wolf attack. We had several patrons come back and tell us about the wolf attack. Yes. What happened after the wolf attack? How did you defeat the treants? Well, after that, we went to the cathedral, and there was a forsaken there who attacked. He had a soul leech, and they just exploded everywhere, and they started sapping life, and one landed on my arm, and my comrade had to point-blank shoot it off my arm. Five people died. And some phylacteries went missing, including a pet phylactery who we learned was Sam the Snake. How pathetic of the church to be so careless with our phylacteries. Right, boys? Hear, hear! The entire tavern shouts. As everybody's like, ah! (laughs) Well, it wasn't their fault. They didn't realize who was there. So we went out into the town, and treants just started attacking. So we traced Aether back to this house, and we entered the house, and then... A couple of Razorwoods attacked us, and we took them down, and then we ended up in these catacombs, and deep... Is, is that is that the house that's that's currently in quarantine, is what, was the, is what the church told us, is that it's, it's, it's in quarantine. Is that the house? Yes, uh, they had a, a stairs leading down to the catacombs, and then we found ourselves deep down the, under... The catacombs? The catacombs. What are, what are these catacombs? Yeah, it was the remnants of what was the city beforehand. And we encountered some wisps who tried to suck our life out. And then we ended up deep deep under. And we found the Forsaken, who also had taken Sam the Snake. And we... More of the tavern is becoming interested in your story as you tell them about Mm -hmm. these catacombs. uh, Because nobody knows about this. Mm -hmm. Clearly the church hasn't told the city what was found down there. Oh. (laughs) Oops. So we, we took down the Forsaken and saved Sam the Snake, and now we're back. You saved Sam the Snake? Yes. That's incredible, Lass. He's, he's, he's a local mascot. Let's be real. 
Sam the Snake's the best. She, she she says, oh, hold on, dear. And wanders to the other end of the bar, uh, is talking to another patron, and then rushes back, comes back. This is a tankard of ale from the gentleman at the end. Ah, he's, thank you. He's very grateful for your service to the city. It's it's very odd. The uh, man, my voice keeps changing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trash at this. I'm trash at voice acting. <laughs> I'm also bad. Richard and Thurgo sound real similar. Richard and Thurgo are the same person. The only guy I can voice regularly is the is the, uh, the fucking high cleric because he's <laughs> he's pretty easy. He's like this this wispy guy. <laughs> I fucked it up there. Anyway, um, it's it's very odd. Last that they that they uh, are keeping this a secret. What what do you know about this this underworld beneath us? Not much. It was a lot of darkness and ruin. We and ash. And ash. We didn't find out much, but perhaps we'll go back sometime. Fascinating. Well, for your service, first drink is always on the house when you come here. Thank you. Thank you. And she goes back to her business. Does Nariel have any plans this week? Oh, yes. Uh... <laughs> First plan, I'm going to go get, uh, I'm going to go with Thurgo and get a new staff made um, out of the ironwood that we got from those tree ants that we killed. Okay. Ah, uh, well, well, for a staff, it, it should only be 50 gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give him 100 and hope that that elf buddy of his... Um... Is there any particular design you had in mind for this? This... 50 extra gold is a is a bit extreme, my dear. I, I, we do appreciate the business, but it's it's not necessary. Hmm. Well, let's just say I'm going to give your associate a uh, creative license. My apprentice creative license. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize he was your apprentice. Might be. That was his actual question. You want to give his apprentice creative license? Yes. I trust him. He makes a, a little bit of a concerned face and says... Okay, I will inform him that he has creative license over your staff. On the second day, um, the sleet and heavy snow continues. What was the next plan that you had in mind, Nariel? Um, well, while I'm waiting for my staff to be finished, is it going to take the whole week, the staff? Uh, at this rate, with the weather the way it is, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, especially because with the weather the way it is, the Elf Apprentice hasn't come in again today. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to train with it this, later this week, but um, I I would like to go and find um, I would like to go and find Sam's person, like Sam's druid. Oh, he's gonna be easy to find. There's right. there's no way this guy I haven't named because I only named his familiar um, is out hunting right now. Um, it's just too it's too too nasty. So he's probably in the sweltering swine. Okay, cool. I would like to go there. Does he have Sam with him? He will. He always has Sam with him. Great, because I'm going to be real. I really just want to go hang out with Sam. Oh, okay. I mean, and the druid guy is probably cool. I don't have any druid friends. And as much as I love all of my other friends, they don't really understand me. As a tear falls down your cheek. Yeah, like, so I don't have any druid friends. Uh, so I would really like to make a druid friend and also hang out with Sam the Snack, who is pretty great, and we kind of teamed up pretty good in the catacombs. So, yeah. Okay. You go to the Sweltering Swine once again, very busy, very loud. Um, you do see Rayla at the bar 
um, enjoying a nice conversation with Jamika as she enjoys some nice steaming mulled wine. But in the back corner, you see the very obvious and recognizable form of Sam the Dire Snack um, and his druid partner, Arn. Arn? Arn. I don't know that yet. I don't know his name yet, but you, maybe, cool. maybe, but that's his name. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go up and say hi to Sam first, because in true me form, I greet the pet before the person. <laughs> Sam says, sup. And I, how, how does Arn react to me just coming over and like saying what up to his snake? He is so happy to see you. He's already, he's already listened to Rayla and uh, he actually bought Rayla a few drinks as well. But seeing you come in says, Nariel, sit with me. Sit with me and enjoy this drink. Sam has told me all about you and your group. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you rescued Sam. It was, to full disclosure, it was kind of an accident. <laughs> but I'm happy that we found him. Yes, Sam did mention the meteors, but he still like he still may not have made it out there. He probably would not have made it out there without out of there without your help. So Please sit, have some food, have a drink. It's all on me. Oh, thanks. I don't know how to handle compliments. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, cool. I was hoping that um, in return you could do something for me. Of course, anything. Um, I was hoping that you could uh, teach me how you befriended Sam so that maybe... I could also have a familiar, because I'm, like, self-taught, my dude. I don't know anything. <laughs> so, out of character, um, are you looking to be given the perk? No, I already have the perk. Oh, okay. You just I'm just role-playing into the perk. Okay. Well, if the, uh, if the weather improves tomorrow, I'd be glad to take you out there, and, like, for a hunting trip. Um, and we can see if we can find any animals that might suit you. Cool. In the meantime, let me tell you about this stag that we're eating that i killed and then he goes on to tell you about the the great hunt that he and sam made and how sam hilariously died again to a stag because sam's bad at life <laughs> he might be a dire snake but he's so bad <laughs> so bad <laughs> just so bad that's why everyone um, loves him <clears throat> as he's telling me this story i'm asking him lots and lots of questions about uh the stag that he killed and then I ask him a bunch of questions about Sam, and I'm like just making, I'm just like taking a bunch of notes in my notebook. I'm just like making every single note. He, he's clearly pretty excited to have somebody to teach because he's never had an apprentice. He was always just an apprentice. Um, so it's pretty exciting for him. And as you guys talk and become more familiar, um, you, you kind of relax and let your walls down and you're no longer intimidated by his comments and everything just comes a little bit more naturally. Cool. Um, as the week progresses, um, the weather improves significantly. Um, it falls like, and then I rolled a 12, so it gets real bad. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it continues like it is a light dusting of snow now. So the, the city's opening back up. There's more market, like there's more people in the market. Um, the elf apprentice of Gibson has come in and begun forging your ironwood weapons. Um, by the uh, fifth day, you should definitely be able to expect those. But on the on the fourth day, that's when Arn t- 
takes you and Sam out into the uh, outskirts of Aetherhold beyond the etheric barrier and goes uh, to help to go hunt and help you find a familiar. Really quick before we get to that, does anybody else have anything else that you want to do throughout the week? Because I don't want to focus just on, you know, Brittany and Nariel. Um, I was more just going to just explain the way things that I did because I spent some things on nodes and I upgraded my weapon. Okay. Um, so just like working out, training with my weapon. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'm just picturing. Out. I'm just picturing Thurgo like deadlifting, <laughs> <laughs> just like lifting up wagons and shit to like do some CrossFit. You probably could. <laughs> I'm thinking I do. Um, role playing question: Do you guys each have like your own place that you stay, like a house or an apartment, or do you all stay together, or do you just stay in the inns, or what? I offered to let them stay in my house. I mean, we all have, you guys all have to sleep on the floor, but I sleep on the floor in my house, so it's fine. So I imagine that, like, Thurgo turned your basement into a, a workout, like, man cave. Yeah. This smells real bad in there. Probably. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go down there when I'm not training and, like, lift, like, tiny weights. <laughs> also during this time, Nyx, you are approached by Nissa actually in the square. You don't know it's her until she actually approaches you because mm-hmm. she's wearing that plague doctor's mask and those really like figure obscuring robes that these clerics just wear. A sack. I was like, yeah. it's just like a tube. <laughs> yeah. A thing approached you. Um, so yeah, Nissa approaches you. Nix, Nix, we we received a uh, a raven back from um, from Grand Cathedral. Oh great! What did it say? We were. We were inquiring about any strange folk. The uh, the others that traveled with your with your brother, everybody there was was somebody that the cardinals trusted. Everybody in your party, in your brother's party, were people that they trusted. Like long standing relationships with Grand Cathedral and the Order. So we don't. I mean, we don't think anything happened. Like any foul play happened internally. Look, I have I have some potentially bad news, and it's it. it I got more news about what, uh, what bad news, doing. as it's, in it's a it's a the best guess. Um, they went searching for your brother, as you know, um, and what they found were the remnants of a creeper colony. I don't know if you've traveled down south much or know much about creepers. No, it's it's this this vine creature that infects life and turns it into them. The Cardinals and Grand Cathedral are concerned that your brother and the rest of the party may have been infected and couldn't get back in time for treatment. Okay, so that means they're walking plant creatures now. Yes, but if that's the case, he's dead. I wouldn't give up hope yet because we haven't found evidence of this, but... I wouldn't hold out too much hope either. I, w- I want to be honest with you, Nix. My brother wouldn't just give up like that to something like a a plant, really. I, I don't I don't believe he gave up. We like this is this is a party of strong-willed individuals. Janice and Karis, your brother, Raven, all of them knew what they were doing and what they were getting into. They were determined to 
survive, but these are fast-acting plant creatures that can trap you and break your will. And if he was trapped or consumed by them, there's no, there's nothing he could have done. They're still searching because, like I said, these were upstanding individuals, upstanding adventurers with, with the church. So they're not just gonna write it off. We'll, we'll find out what happened to Atticus. I just okay. wanted to give you an update. Thank you. All right, um, Nariel. So Arn takes you out to the outskirts of Aetherhold to go hunting and find a familiar for you. Um, he tells you a bit of the basics, like uh, you just have to be friendly to these creatures. Like it's all life. He t- he he gives you the the typical lecture of you know this is everything is a living creature. It's the circle of life, yada yada, that kind of stuff. Um, but you're so impressed by everything about Arn and, and Sam that you just like swallow it up. Nariel falls in love. <laughs> <laughs> Nariel, is there? A particular creature that you had in mind that you prefer to be your first familiar? No, not really. I would much prefer, instead of going into it with expectation of what it's going to be like, to just go into it with open-mindedness and just kind of let me and my future familiar find each other in a kind of cosmic fate kind of a way. Okay, from the DM standpoint, what are you hoping to have as a familiar? No, literally, I don't. You just run away. Just give me something cool. Okay, I was going to probably go with, well, do you want it to be like a snake, a fish, or something flying? Like, whatever. Okay. Not a fish. Okay. I will name it Steven, and I will keep it in a jar, and it will live in the jar, and it will be a fish. Okay, well, I have an idea. Anyway, so you said a small, neutral creature. Yes. So. That's correct. You guys are out hunting. The three of you. And you, uh, well, well, Arn tracks um, an old blood trail, actually, and looks at it and says, it's a few days old, obscured by the, the recent storms, but I'd say this is, based off these tracks here, probably a stag uh, injured by a direwolf, by the looks of it. Um, I'm super interested in what he's talking about. I am, like, taking... So many notes. Like, I just like have my notebook and my quill or my pen or however the heck I write, and I'm just like. Yeah, actually, I would love to have an enchanted pen that I don't have to dip, that I can just have, okay. that just writes. Eventually, you yeah. Have that right now. No, not right now, but in the future. Um, and so he says, so "Let's let's follow this trail." Um, for an hour, you follow this blood trail, and then he points out, like, "Oh, there's some direwolf tracks. These are still days old, but hopefully, we can." We can find like where the like where this stag went to find the herd, um, and then you actually find the takedown site where like it's it's obvious there's blood. There's this like entirely flattened land where a whole bunch of new direwolf tracks are surrounding it, um, and then drag marks with uh, blood lead off in a different direction. He says it wouldn't be a bad idea to find this direwolf den if we can. If we can destroy it now, if we can kill these direwolves now, it'd be best for the city. Okay, I'm into that. All right, so the three of you stealthily. I don't have stealth. Great. Like in my uh, OOC, don't not have stealth. Arn and Sam stealthily follow these tracks, and every time you step on a twig, Sam looks back at you and says, 
Stop. But yeah, so you guys, you guys um, travel, and it takes another hour, and like it's clear that this pack um, dragged this thing back to their den. Um, and it's like a full pack of like five wolves. Um, and then you guys take cover behind some bushes and some trees, and you find it, the den, where there's no dire wolves. And, but the stag's body is there, covered in ice. <laughs> and I'm like, this is pretty close to the city. It is. This is very close to the city. Arn, a week ago, we killed an entire pack of dire wolves in oh. the city. Well, perfect. You protect the city. Good job. Yeah. Oh, that's what Rayla was talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, let's go check it out anyway. Make sure there's no survivors. So he and Sam, a little more relaxed now, move in and you follow. Um, and you find, unfortunately, a litter of dead direwolf pups. Except for one scrawny, skinny direwolf. That's still gnawing on the frozen limbs. It's perfect. Of this stag. Bring it to me. I, my my nurturing instinct immediately tells me to like try to try to go touch it. I don't know if wolf pups. I don't know how they respond to outside stimuli from somebody they don't know. But I'm gonna approach it. Arn puts his hand out and says, "It's best to just put it out of its misery. This poor thing is starving." I turn to him. I'm like, "You hush." What do you want? What do you plan to do with this thing? It's it's poor and defenseless. It's a baby. It's never done anything in its life, except it's be small. Dying. It doesn't have to. Is you want this to be your familiar, your first familiar? What do you mean this? This what scrawny you, dying you pup. <laughs> Affection gone. <laughs> Hates Arn though. I don't hate Arn. I just think he's being a little obtuse. This is what you want? I mean, at the very least, we could rescue it. It's all you. And he walks you through how to get your first familiar. Begrudgingly, he's not thrilled that this is the one you chose, especially when there are, like, really dope lynx and hawks and stuff all over the place. But a dire wolf pup is your first go-to. Can we talk about how you just mentioned the only two... The only two monsters. There were cool, like, lynx and hawks and shit around. And you went for a direwolf pup. Um, Fight me, Arn. But he, he walks you through how to do it. Question. Is... Uh, is getting a familiar, like, a mutual process? Like, you put out the vibe, and then the creature has to be like, yeah, this is chill, and, like, be your friend, or, like, no, nah, fuck that, and then leave? You, or, like, what's the deal? You roll an, an animal handling check. Oh, sweet shit. Okay. That's that's what you're supposed to do. I roll a seven. Okay, that's, that's like, really good. Um, you move in to let the wolf pup uh, smell you, and it it's unsure for the first moment. But then it licks your hand and lets you pick it up. And it snuggles in into your warmth and falls asleep. And you have your first familiar. <laughs> Literally how I found Alphonse. I was like, this is cute. <laughs> it's asleep. Now we have to take it. Sorry. 
I figured this would be really cool because now you can now as it grows you can like when when you gain the next rank it will grow to a medium size and then when you gain the next rank it will grow to the large size. I thought that'd be a really cool way to do it. Instead of like getting a new familiar, not yeah. that I would mind having an entire pack of creatures Which you can following do, me all but the time. I thought that'd be a really cool way to do it. So yeah, I like it. When you started the story, I thought it was going to end up being Bambi. And I was like, hey, this I is... I super thought I was yeah. going to be a baby. No, I actually thought it was going to be a dire wolf, just like nice. a full-grown dire wolf. And then you said frozen stag, and I was like, yep, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I know it's happening. But I, yeah, I, no, I super like... thought it was going to be Bambi. I yeah. thought I was going to get like a little shine horn yeah. to like, carry around. Like, oh, that but I was definitely sweet. imagining like as her skill grows, the wolf is getting bigger to match her. Yeah. yeah. Not like it a lot. That's super dope. I wouldn't have argued with a stag either. Yeah. That would have been sweet. Yeah. As you become friends with this dire wolf, um, Arn says, well, it's getting late. We should probably head back unless you want to camp out here. But with that little guy... He needs some meat if you plan on keeping that thing. Yes, let's go back. Also, number two, is there anything we can salvage off of this frozen-ass stag? That thing's rotting from the inside. We can't keep it. It's horns? Sure, we'll take its antlers. Yeah, antlers. All right, you guys spent an hour not chopping, but actually, like, obtaining antlers nicely. On On the fifth day, your weapons are done. Sweet. Um, so you guys can... Spend some time training with those, getting more familiar with your direwolf, who you will have to name. Um, Rayla, do you do anything exciting at the at the sweltering swine? <laughs> nope, I'm just getting all buddy buddy with the community. Cool. Um, and then Nix, you don't receive any new new news new news about Atticus. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, no. Um, and I'm. I think I'm gonna actually actively avoid the church. So your your week downtime ends, um, and this is something that is not technically part of the book, but something I'm going to do. Richard, you what what's your rank in athletics? My athletics, I have a one skill. You gain rank, rank two from training oh, yes. in your in Brittany's basement. <laughs> 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 And this is this is just free stuff I'm giving you guys without having to use experience. Sweet. Maddie, you gain rank. You gain a rank in the charm skill. Brittany, what's Nariel's rank in survival? Nope. Okay, you gain rank one in survival and stealth from watching Arn. Sweet. Mal Nix. Um, there's not really a skill I can give you, but because of your role play, I do want to still give you experience. So I'm gonna give you a thousand experience. Okay. Whereas I gave you guys a thousand worth of experience and skills. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Hell yeah. Cool. And you guys got your weapons. And that was a really fun way to roll play that downtime. We haven't really done a full downtime like that before. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It made sense. Yeah. Stuff happened and it made sense that mm-hmm. it happened. Cool. You got a little wool. It's very small. Cool. Well, your week of downtime progresses. Um, it's been pretty, like I said, uneventful. The weather has seemed to kind of calm down as well, besides the temperature fluctuations. It's still pretty chilly out there. It's 30 degrees cooler than it would normally be. Fahrenheit, we're going Fahrenheit. So that's that's a pretty big drop, but there's no snow or anything. It just kind of makes it so that everybody's more bundled up. Um, I assume since you guys live here and you're used to the weird weather that this is something that you're used to and you have the necessary equipment to keep yourselves warm. 
In The Sweltering Swine, Rayla is continuing her free drinking, and um, Nariel is continuing her lessons with Arn as she feeds her now fattening and very happy direwolf pup. And you see a the two of you. You notice a, a figure who doesn't usually enter um, an, a tavern because it's just it's just not their way. It's a plague do- it's a cleric in the plague doctor's mask and the obscuring robes. And she sees both of you, Rayla and Nariel, and ushers to you. Hello, I wave. Um, and she she beckons for you to follow her. Yeah, it's Nissa, but she beckons for you to follow her. Oh, okay. Do we recognize it as Nissa now? No, or but no? You, okay. you can you can vaguely make out the the proportions of boobs through her ushering. Okay, oh, okay. We'll follow. Okay. Yep. Um, you leave, and she speaks to you in the cold weather that she doesn't seem to be noticing, despite her thin, obscuring robe. Nariel, Rayla, where are Nix and Thurgo? We have another job for you that we think only you can handle. Uh, I think Thurgo's training. Yeah, he's probably in my basement. Okay, let's let's go check. Let's go check there. If you wouldn't mind me uh, accompanying you to your abode. Uh, no. She, she says it like that. I just that just caught me off guard. Who says that? clerics and Nissa. She's weird. She is. She is weird. It's fine. It's just that she's weird. Alright, well you two venture with Nissa uh, back to Nariel's home and of course you find Thurgo training in the basement with his brand new uh, ironwood sword against some dummies that he's set up and made himself um, and it, it reeks of, of uh, half-orc sweat down there. Cool. Uh, Nix, are you in the house as well? I'm probably at the ta- tavern? The is sweltering it? swine? Yes. Oh, okay, then she, she beckoned to you as well. Oh, okay. Then, oh yeah, I'm just with you guys. left you there. <laughs> you just like show up. <laughs> Where are I, Nix yeah, and Thurgo? Just I'm, I'm back here. Nix and Thurgo, take me to that. Nix, I'm back. Okay. Hey guys, back guys. <laughs> okay, well, back. Um, Rayla recalls seeing you and retrieves you, and then Thanks. you guys go Thanks, back to... Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Solid. Got you, pal. Oh, yeah, you went to the bathroom real quick. And... I did. <laughs> uh, but then you guys go back to Nariel's house and pick up Thurgo. Um, and Nissa kind of doesn't want to stay in that basement because it's stinky. Um, and asks if, if, if the five of you can chat in, uh, like, a sitting room or something. Uh, sure. I show her into my uh, main living space, which is coincidentally also where I sleep. <laughs> All right. It's not a fancy house, but it does have a chair in it. Just one. <laughs> Nissa takes the chair. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm going to wash up before I... Oh, I didn't yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was going to goof Damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, never mind. All right. Up. You can watch it before you go on this quest. Yes. Before we do. Okay. Um, so the three of you sit on the floor around Nissa like she's a, a weird little teacher. And then Thurgo comes upstairs in his, uh, like, way too tight, almost ripping tank top and his super duper short shorts. 
<laughs> that he works out in. So Thurgo's wearing orc spanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Orc spanks. He doesn't okay. want anything falling out. I mean, me neither, so <laughs> just keep it all it's a lot of tied there. right up in there. Nissa is uncomfortable in the bulge. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone blushes a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Purposely avoiding looking at Thurgo and his bulge, Nissa informs you of the problem that the Church of Aetherhold is having right now. So the four of you discovered the catacombs beneath the city. And we all know what happened. You rescued Sam, you stopped the Treant attack thanks to defeating the Forsaken and destroying their staves. But there was clearly more going on down there. And so we sent some of our clerics and other adventurers down to try to figure out what was going on. They haven't returned. Mm. And it's been a week. There's no reason they should be lost down there. They haven't um, resurrected either. Mm. That doesn't sound good. We know for sure we had their phylacteries. They weren't among yes. the missing. Yes, okay. we, we always check phylacteries before we send an adventuring party out. But we are concerned that something went wrong down there. You four survived the catacombs. The church was hoping to employ you and will pay you handsomely to go down and find out what happened, what, what the Forsaken were doing down there, what happened to this adventuring party... And if possible, save them. I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. Just that easy, huh? Don't even need to... No, No, not really. No. All right. I didn't want to come back up with Sam in the first place. I wanted to stay down there and figure stuff out. So I've been ready to get back down there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry we didn't approach you in the first place. I had stuff I had to do, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'll uh, let... The High Cleric know how eager you are, and when you get back, we'll determine pay. Wait. <laughs> okay. But wait. <laughs> when we get back? Yeah, you guys... I, we, it sounds like you're ready to go. Um, so we can, we can determine pay upon your return. Okay. I, I really appreciate your hospitality as she looks down at her single chair that she's sitting in. Just like the one chair and like the house is just made of like wood and it's not it's not a nice house. It's like got like cracks in the walls like where the planks like don't quite fit together right so it's kind of breezy and uh, some snow in a line. <laughs> yeah there's like some snow like snow is kind of puffing in through the and then there's just like one candle she's sitting next to and I have like a little like makeshift fireplace. This is why all of you went to the sweltering swine during yeah. that yep. snowstorm so that you could get out of the house. It's way but too cold in here. I enjoy it. But guys, <laughs> guys I don't have a lot of money okay this is the place that I could afford to live. Maybe instead of payment we can just provide you with a better home Will it have furniture in it? We'll we'll discuss it upon your return. And she gets up preparing to leave. Um, she thanks you for offering her a drink, even though you didn't. And then she leaves. <laughs> Classic. Cool. All right, so Thurgo, you mentioned that you wanted to clean up a bit before you. Yes. Cool. Yeah. In this in this one room, one basement house, how do you plan on doing that? Well, I mean, there's snow. So you said something last session that I thought was really interesting. Huh. 
that I thought would be a good time to bring up with the weather stuff so we can talk about it. You mentioned aether pollution. Yes. Do you have like a plan for that? Um, right now, for the so typically, at least as far as weather is concerned, when I roll for weather, it would usually last the whole week. Um, but because Aetherhold has that Aether pollution, the weather is variable along with everything else. So if you get a super storm, it's going to be a super storm, and then the weather changes every single day. So that's kind of the only plan I have for it right now, but did you have something else in mind? No. I was just wondering if you had plans for that, because I think it's really cool. I think it would be cool if we went into a city with like really high Aether like pollution that like our forms are a little bit more powerful than we expected and maybe cause trouble or um that is an eventual plan with a3s cool. Yes. cool um i actually think i have that written down as just like a description of aether where if you are in an area that's more palpable with aether then you can like cast better forms and stuff something like that happened during the prologue episode i don't know if you remember what do you mean but so where we were when we entered that building on top of the creeper colony, he mentioned that the aether was very strong there, and somebody cast a form, and it actually boosted the form that was cast on that half. I didn't remember yeah. that. All right. Um, are we ready to go? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Were you guys all just dressed in your adventuring gear every time you went to the tavern? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready if there was a bar fight? That's okay. That's fair. 100% yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys then, uh, you make your way downtown, past downtown. Um, How fast are we walking? Pretty fast because it's cold. <laughs> um, and then you find your destination, which is the the house that you guys encountered. Four faces passing. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's pretty, it's pretty desolate. No, nobody's out because it's cold as balls outside. Damn it. Um, but yeah, you guys get to the house that you, um, you'll recognize. It's where you encountered those, those endlings where you got your iron wood. Um, and it's a little bit strange because as Rayla, you found out the house has been quarantined. Yeah. Um, as Jamika told you. And so you weren't really sure what that meant until you arrived to find that a ring of clerics has surrounded the house to prevent unauthorized access. And obviously there are too many clerics here to only be from Aetherhold, so they um, asked other clerics from other nearby cities and towns to come and help out as well. Um, so this is a pretty big deal. This is the first lead they've had on anybody stealing phylacteries. So they wanted to see what they could find out, and they wanted to make sure that... Uh, rumors weren't spread by what it could mean down in the catacombs. Are the clerics all like holding hands, or what's what am I looking at? They're all holding hands. It's a it's a real uncomfortable, um, like kumbaya circle, but they're all facing <laughs> outward. Kumbaya. <laughs> they're all harmonizing. <laughs> they, they're and they're like, oh god. Um, how many entrances are there to this building? One. Okay. So we decided instead of going with just like a couple posted guards or even a few posted guards to like making a caution tape of clerics. There, there are guards posted. Uh, oh, There's... so we have both. Yeah. We're doing double duty. Caution tape of clerics and also guards. It wasn't that bad. Caution oh tape of clerics. Oh my god. 
That just seems ridiculous. I think their thought process was that, you know, somebody could break in through a window or dig a hole and get in or something. I don't know. They're they're covering all options, making sure nobody gets in. And also, a ring of clerics all facing outward is real intimidating. No one's going to approach them. I approach them. I, I, I think they look like... <laughs> <laughs> nobody also, except for you. I also approach them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nariel and Thurgo approach. And I guess say nothing. And the clerics say nothing. And the mute half-orcs that stand guard around the clerics say nothing. I wave. They don't. They're all their hands. <laughs> do, they, uh, uh, do they address me with their eyes? or? I mean, they're looking at you. Cool. Nix is going to yell out, I think you guys look like dorks. Wow. <laughs> thumbs up behind. Like, dope. <laughs> You don't know if Nyx was yelling that at you or the clerics, though. <laughs> Relatively sure that it was us. It's the clerics. I figured. She, she was probably yelling at us. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You, guys are you don't know. As you yelled that you guys are dorks, um, one of the mute half-orcs approaches you threateningly. Okay. And he shakes his head. Do you feel threatened? <laughs> I do not feel threatened. I'll roll and intimidate. You can if you want. I will. I got a six. Against what? Endurance. Endurance? endurance. Do I need to roll for endurance? Yeah. If you have endurance. I do. Uh, that is five. So. You you feel bad about calling them dorks because you might get beat up. And you're kind of afraid of getting beat up by these other this other half-orc in front of all these other half-orcs and your friends. So... Get back down. Alright, um... I guess I'll walk up and say, Hello! Um, the... The Church of Aetherhold sent us to explore the catacombs and look for adventurers who haven't come back. And we were wondering if you would allow us to go through. Oh. You're the adventurers that the High Cleric sent, then? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you say so? And he and this other cleric part, and you're allowed entrance. As we walk past, I muttered, we, we did say so, just there. We did. We said so. Well, you guys gain access. Yep. Yeah. I walk in. <laughs> Let's go. Cool. So you guys uh, enter this house. The, the door has not been repaired. Because... Cool. Um, Basically, like, the clerics have investigated it, and that's it. So there's the hole um, in the in the wall that these entlings had started digging through. And around this hole and kind of the rest of the living space are a whole bunch of, like, gnomish instruments of, like, glass and copper and theorem design that are, like, used to identify, like, what was here what theorem traces are there here and trying to like just like figure out what was going on um, in addition to kind of why the entlings decided to start digging in this house in particular um, but overall like these instruments have been left alone for a couple days it looks like based off the you know frost that's kind of coating these copper devices um, 
So it's probably safe to assume that they haven't found anything yet. Looking at these devices, can I see a thing that looks like it might spin? Sure. Can I flick it, try to spin it? Sure. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it actually... <laughs> when you flick it and try to spin it, it actually like is two different circles with two different axes. So you spin one and the other one spins as well. As you do it, there's like this sonic humming that you hear, and within you see this like uh, this theorem dust accumulating, and then it slows and it disappears. That's cool. So you guys dive right in. Um, you've been here before, so the first part that you enter um, is actually the like old crypt um, from before the use of phylacteries, where bodies were buried um, in original aether hole. Uh, and then as you pass through there, you start getting deeper and deeper into what everybody's been calling the catacombs, but to you is really a giant undercity. Um, so you exit the crypt into the beginning of this, these catacombs where you're on top of some like askew buildings. There's the wall that had been broken through, um, and you still see the piles of ash of what had once been the bodies of those... Um, swept away by the eruption um, centuries ago now, I think. You make your way down those stairs and exit this, the larger, um, probably like a municipal building of some variety. Uh, it's really hard to tell what it is now with all the, all the artwork destroyed and the furniture, like charred ash and wood remains, but as you exit the building, you come into the town square that you have encountered before and know all too well with a well in the center. Um, and of course, in the distance, you see the ancient castle with the beam of light shining down from a hole that nobody's found yet, I guess. And there are still a few wisps wandering around, like floating around in the air, still heading toward that castle, but there's not as many as you had encountered before. Um, that said, that's all you can see, and you only know the wells there because you've been there before. It's pitch black down here, and nobody has dark vision. So that's all you see. Um, I am going to uh, cast light then, so that we can see. Okay. Um, Nariel, you have that staff, right? Uh-huh. That we don't know what it looks like yet. <laughs> Would, would you like for me to describe your staff for you? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you gave this elf creative liberty, but it's it's made of this ironwood, and the treants were a, a regular old brown of wood, um, but the way that it has been forged and crafted, it turned into this like deep, dark ebony color, and the um, like specks, the... the Shimmering specks of iron within the ironwood really stand out and catch light um, when it's in the light. Um, and then it's it's like a square design that he has spiraled so that it just like spirals from the top down, um, which makes it kind of a nice grip ergonomically as opposed to just holding a you know square staff. Mm -hmm. And then at the top, there's this like grasping tree and hand that is. Uh, just regular brown, not the same color of ebony, with like twigs and uh, like this weird wooden vein system as it reaches toward the sky. Kind of like Gandalf's original staff. Yeah, legit. But I like it. 
Cool. And then um, Richard, Thurgo's greatsword. And you did want a greatsword, didn't yes. you? All right, cool. I wanted to make sure. Um, because you gave him that extra, what was it, 25 gold? 25 gold. Um, so because you gave him that extra 25 gold, he kind of just uh, made it prettier while still maintaining its sturdiness um, and durability. But it, like the the hilts guards are like giant leaves um, that actually kind of seem to curve up a little bit with the like leaf veins in there. It looks really cool. And then the hilt itself is designed and carved so that it's perfect to hold ergonomically, um, but also like looks like it was a root system for a tree. And then at the bottom of it are a bunch of still sturdy because it's ironwood, but thinner branches with other leaves on them. Cool. Hell yeah. We now have a pretty apt description of your new gear, I think. Uh, Mal, you said Nyx was about to cast light. Yes, uh, I am going to cast light on Nariel's staff. All right. Cast it. All right. So you, you reach up and you put your hand inside the the treant hand um, and you cast light. Yeah. And the entire staff is lit. Great. <laughs> um, Great. Of course, I forgot again. Um, this, this light's a 10 meter radius, yes. correct? Cool. So you guys can now see 10 meters in front of you and you're in a pretty tight city square. It's not like it's a giant park. It's just like... It's a little bit smaller with like a well. It's, it's kind of just a, an interesting intersection mm-hmm. with a bunch of important buildings. Um, and these buildings are like probably three or four stories tall of varying architecture that's so ancient you've never seen it before. And you can you can see that, I mean, it's hard to see beyond these, these buildings because they're a bit taller, the, but you can still see this castle towering above everything else. Um, just this like, Beautiful, like, ivory jewel amongst this desolate, dead cityscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you light this staff, these odd shadows begin to cast in the, in the, the city around you. Um, almost like it's announcing your presence to whatever is there. As these shadows are cast, probably about... A hundred meters away, you see another light lighting up as if it was a lantern being lit um, from the darkness. And it begins to wander, not as like floaty as the wisps. And it's actually down that main street, so you guys have a pretty clear view of this light. And echoing down this main street is the sad, desperate sound of a woman crying, or in this case, wailing. And you watch this light move deeper into the city and it turns a corner as it continues to head toward this castle. What do you guys do? Well, I mean, the castle was kind of our next stop. Yeah. Because when we left, we were leaving so that we could take Sam back to Arn. And now the castle's, I think, the next, like, place that we needed to go check out. So, unfortunately, I think that that means that we gotta go over there. Yep. Are you sure we can't go somewhere else that doesn't maybe have screaming ghosts? Nope. 
I mean, the only other option is like down the well, which where we've already been. Have you encountered a lot of ghosts? How do you know that is what a ghost sounds like? I, I don't. But last time we were down here, we fought some ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, end of statement. You mean like, <laughs> you mean like wisps? I don't care. Um, so I do want to remind you guys, you are on a mission here, yeah. and the mission did not say go to the castle. It was find the missing adventuring party. Okay. Yeah, I feel like our like if they came down here though, that's probably where they'd go. Maybe. Wouldn't you think? Because, like, we came down here and that was the first thing that we saw. We only really went down the well is because I detected the magic. And there was this big castle. And I feel like that's the go-to. I could be wrong, but... Well, okay, no, wait. I have survival now. Can I roll to see if I find any, like, tracks or evidence that they were down here or anything like that? Yes, you can. Um, I rolled a seven. Okay. No, that's great. Um, you know, looking around now, you notice uh, four different footprints. Two noticeably dwarf. Like, those footprints are deep and large since they're such burly, mass, massive, tiny creatures. Um, so, yeah, you, you identify those tracks very easily. Unfortunately, they, they do go down the main road. Um, they they headed toward the well for a little bit, and as Brittany, as Nariel um, investigates the well with that survival check, you, you notice the remnants of a rope, indicating that they did go down. And as you look down the well and the light, and the light of your staff lights down the well, you see some of those um, gnomish copper instruments uh, down there as well, but... Clearly, they came back up and started heading toward the castle for some reason. Probably for the same reason that we were going to head towards the castle. Well, they were clearly dumb and weren't afraid of ghosts, and now they're gone. Wow. (laughs) You're the only one afraid of ghosts here, buddy. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe you should all be afraid of ghosts, too. Do you want me to go first instead? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll stand behind you. Let's send the cleric first. Yeah, it's a big cleric with a lot of HP. So it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Oh, it's God. Gonna be fine. I'll be fine. Yes. I know how to heal things. Yes. Yeah, and the ranged person is gonna be going first. All of this is a bad plan, but it's fine. Well, you're, no. a, you're a weenie. That's fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you follow these tracks down the main street? Yep. Cool. Um, With Nyx leading the way, the four of you make your way down this main street, heading in the general direction of this giant castle and the uh, wailing lantern-carrying thing. Along the way, uh, since Nariel is following the tracks, um, you find that the party kind of began to investigate some of the nearby area, like the nearby buildings. Um, And you find some leftover, like, copper instruments with the theron crystals and everything. Um, And as you're investigating these, you see that um, some kind of commotion occurred, and some of these instruments were toppled over. Um, You see the leftover 
therum dust of a therum crystal exploding. Um, probably one of the pieces of the instrument. And then you also find a like small indent in the ash where there was probably or this ash was probably once a person. And in this ash, you see it kind of covered and caked in this black liquid that's like maybe reminiscent of blood, but it's really hard to tell. And as you're looking closer and closer, you see that a pair of tiny hands and knee prints crawled out of this ash and this pile of black goo. Okay, how tiny? Infant tiny. Oh. 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 Okay. Is it tracks or we see actual hands? You see hand prints. Oh, hand prints. Okay. And knee prints. You guys want to do anything with this? this? Uh, run away? Can I roll nature check on the black stoof? Yeah, sure. Oh, I have advantage on nature checks. <laughs> uh, six. You can tell it's unnatural. With a six, I'll give you this. It's undead. It is undead blood. Oh. Um. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Yikes. Do we want to follow it? See where it's going? See if it's heading towards the castle? Can I roll perception? Sure. To see if it's wait, kind of in what direction it's going in. Three. <laughs> nice. Um... With a perception of three, you lose track of the handprints as they exit this pile of ash, and you don't really know where it went. Okay. What do you guys want to do? I think we should just keep going towards the castle. Sounds like a plan. I agree. I don't like any of this baby shit. <laughs> yeah, it's real, real creepy. Yeah. I'd rather mess with physical babies and ghosts. <laughs> I would rather mess with ghosts than physical babies. Call me out of undead blood. So you guys continue following the tracks of the adventurers after they were attacked by this thing? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You continue down the main road and um, get to that point where you initially saw that like lantern light. Um, you still hear the cries of this creature as it wanders through the city, but you don't see it anymore. Like It turned a different corner, um, and it's a distance away now. And Brittany Nariel does see the tracks of this creature. They're barefoot humanoid. So that it's and you can you can identify them as fresher than the adventuring parties. Um, and they weren't following the adventuring parties either. They uh, actually like the adventuring party continued moving straight toward the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the edge of your light, you see more gnomish instruments. Um, and as you're kind of kneeling down inspecting these tracks. I want everybody who has perception to roll a perception check. Even me, who is inspecting the tracks. Yes, yes. This is this is not a survival. This is a perception. I got a seven, or no six. My bad. Is perception reason? Yes. Uh, then I got a nine. Okay. Dang. Rayla, mm-hmm. you are watching Nariel use her new tracking skills to track this party of adventurers, and as you do so, you hear the shuffling behind you. Um, you turn and see nothing. Even with the light, it doesn't seem like like you can't see anything where the sound is coming from. Nariel, you, as you're inspecting these tracks, hear the shuffling as well, as well as a quick, very quiet, subtle 
whimper and you catch movement out of the corner of your eye and you look for this movement and on the ground is an infant with a deformed face with like this it's like mouth is in this O shape like it's trying like it like almost like a leech um, trying to attach to something um, and its eyes are or rather its eye sockets are hollow and empty and its flesh is a ashy gray color um, and you can see that it has some wounds that have kind of healed like they're no longer bleeding from swords and spell bolts and stuff like or form bolts and stuff like that um, and it starts crawling towards you from the opposite direction that this wailing creature was moving so from the opposite direction but like towards the wailing creature yes thanks I hate it um I'm going to quietly alert everybody to the presence of this thing quietly you want to roll stealth? sure five yeah you beat it you you whisper quietly inform every one of this presence and Rayla you look down and you see this abomination of a creature as well um, and Nyx and Thurgo you're now alerted to its presence and as you do so you see this creature still looking at the ground but you can see its deformed face and it somehow without moving its mouth this just sound emits from its like hole in the face it's just Oh, yes. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. No. (laughs) Yikes. That is my immediate reaction. No. Okay. Can we just watch it? I don't want to do anything to it. How close is it to Rayla? It seems like four meters away, specifically from Nariel. Uh, It seems to be moving toward the light of Nariel's staff as it continues to, like, whisper... I hate it. Which eerily echoes through these cavernous dead streets. Hey, is is there like a rock nearby? Sure. Nyx, will you light the rock Mm -hmm. and then toss it down the street and then like extinguish my staff? Sure. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'll do it. I'm going to... Did you pick up a rock or... It, I'm wondering if there's a rock. There is a rock. Okay, I, I pick up a rock and I like... I light it. You're, you kneel down to pick up this rock and this, this infant is now three meters away from you. It's very, very close. And then you hand this rock to Nyx and this infant is now two meters away from you. And Nyx, you cast light on the rock and the light right around you glows brighter and brighter and this infant is one meter away from you. Okay. I hand my staff over to Nyx so that she can extinguish that light and I chuck the rock down the street. You... Not like too far, but like far enough. Okay. And then I just kind of back up. You hand the staff to Nyx, and Nyx quickly extinguishes the light. Um, And as you do so, as you grab the staff, the infant begins to move in your direction now. And then Nariel, 
you you take this lit rock from Nyx and toss it, not too far, but you toss it, but it's too late. The infant is now crawling toward Nyx, calling out in its pathetic small voice. Mama. You Mama. you know, you just need to just you just go. You just need to just run in the other direction. I'm not its mama. I'm gonna back up. I'm not its mama. I'm just gonna hit it with my sword. It's it's already got like wounds all over it. It's right. clear that it isn't. So they were able to fight it and then move on again. So what we need to do is fight it. It will become incapacitated and we will move on again. And then on our way back out, if we have to do the same, we will do the same. Um. Okay. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I'm just afraid that if we hit it, it's gonna start crying, right. and it's gonna bring. Whatever it's trying to get to at us. So, we already saw a figure with a light. Yes. It's attracted to the light. My theory is it's headed towards that thing. So, if we're headed towards the direction the light, the lantern carrying thing is going, and this thing brings it to us, we encounter it that much sooner. I hate it. I also hate it. I hate it. But I'd rather do this than have this infant follow us all the way up into the castle. Okay. Crying behind us. Because oh. I won't be able to not listen to it. Oh, no. You're right. <laughs> okay, let's get it. Okay. Okay, um, so what's the plan? You want to hit it or you want to light it and lead it towards the other no, light? No, I'm just going to hit it with my sword. All right. Sweet. Alright, um, you get a surprise round, Sweet. and then we'll roll initiative, and as we discussed previously, we're going to kind of redo initiative, where it's just allies and enemies, and allies get to choose where they go in initiative order, and shifts every round, and enemies get to choose as well. So. Cool. Sweet. So, uh, math, uh, 10. Yeah. Versus fortitude? Yeah. Yeah, you hit. Reflex. Reflex? My shit is light now. You're right. <laughs> yes, you hit. Either yes. way. 8, 12, 18. 18 damage. damage. You slash into this thing and cut a nice big gash in it. Um, it's on its back, so you actually cut into its... It's back to reveal uh, like some, some muscle that you cut away and a spine. And as you cut into it, you find that there are no organs. It's just this like oozing black blood that comes out of it as it continues to crawl, almost unfazed by this attack. Um, calling out a little louder now. Mama! Mama! No. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I hate it. I have a feeling. Really quick question. So I have rank three with my staff, mm -hmm. and I have rank one that I forgot to write down on here in mm -hmm. uh, melee dueling. Is that rank one the number of dice I roll, and that rank three the number of damage dice I roll? Yes. Is that right? Okay, I just wanted to reconfirm that that was the real plan. Okay. Everybody who has a rank and initiative roll. Otherwise, give me your finesse. Or what? Way? Plus your finesse. Which is zero, so yeah, one. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna go. So it's gonna go ally, ally, enemy, ally, ally. 
Who wants to go first? I would like to go first. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do a cool flip thing and just like try to like jab my the end of my staff into the back of its head. Just end it. Wow. Okay. Real fast. Roll your attack. That is my goal. I roll a ten. Oh yeah, you hit. Thirteen damage. You twirl your staff. And were you intending to hit with the butt end or the grasping end? The butt end. All right, so you twirl... Just kind of blunt it into the back of its head. You twirl this staff and slam down on this infant thing that um, is, like, right at your feet now. Mm. Um, And it goes straight through its skull, out its gaping mouth, and falls limp. And as it does, one last whimper comes out of... Mom... And that echoes through the streets. Oh, God. And then it gets louder and louder. And you hear, Mama, 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 Mama. As this pile, I mean pile, of infant creatures crawl over each other toward their fallen, bleeding out comrade. And as you turn to look at this horrifying thing that is barely within, like, you can barely see, and you can only see because there's a lit rock a few meters away, and as as you you finally see this, this, like, horde of these creatures moving into the faint light because you guys are on the edge of it, um, you hear another noise behind you as this new sob resounds and echoes down your street and you quickly turn to see this grotesque wormish once human thing holding a lantern look at you everyone it's Brittany. thank you so so much for listening to this episode i hope you really enjoyed all of that role play and then that little bit at the end we really did um thank you to darren curtis who's the guy who makes all the music we put in the show his website is darrencurtismusic.com and up there he has a lot of music that you can use in commercial and non-commercial projects for free so that's really awesome and you should definitely check it out As a reminder, we do have our pre-alpha sign-up available, so go ahead and follow the link in the description of this episode to sign up to receive that pre-alpha guide when we finally get it finished and edited. We're really excited to release it, and we hope that everybody really enjoys it. We want to get it in as many hands as we possibly can, so be sure to sign up for that. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please be sure to contact us through guildofmisfits at gmail.com, or you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at guildofmisfits. We really appreciate hearing everybody's feedback. I know that uh, Stephen Lynch gave us a bunch of feedback about the last episode, and that was super helpful. As a reminder, we are moving to a bi-weekly schedule. So the next episode of The Forge, episode two, won't be going up until March 29th. So please be sure to check that out when it comes up. But don't be looking for an episode next week because there won't be one. Also, if you like our show, please be sure to share it 
with your friends and family. We really, really appreciate it. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, you can use hashtag the forge cast. And again, thank you so, so much for listening.